Sakuna the show. Well, there's no beating my balls. They're made from a secret sweaty family recipe. No one can resist my sweaty balls. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right. It's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. Yes, yes. Welcome to the holiday special for Drinky Fun Time. I'm Dan Dunn. Across from me is Emma Patterson. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I play a little clip there from my one of my favorite holiday traditions is watching the SNL sketch uh, with Alec Baldwin when he pay, uh, plays Pete Schwetty, who goes on the NPR show, and he's a baker, and they try his sweaty balls. And that's one of my favorite sketches. Holiday tradition. Emma is not into holiday balls, but she has a... <laughs> is that same? Well, uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't follow you around <laughs> in your personal yourself. life. But, you know, as far as I know, your your favorite holiday tradition is not sweaty balls. It's mulled wine. Yeah. And you're a fan of mulled wine when I make it. I know you are. So. I have known Emma many years. And she has holiday parties. And she makes this mulled wine. And it's fantastic. It's so much so that I have been known to drink it <laughs> to the point of sleeping under the table. I like to sleep under tables. Yeah, it makes me table. feel safe. And by the way, people make fun of me for my habit of falling asleep under tables. But there's a practical reason for it. It's safety. Because... You can't fall down. Earthquake. Oh. Earthquake. We live in California. What if <laughs> I'm at a holiday party, I've had too much of Emma's famous mulled wine, I go to sleep... Earthquake happens. I'm in the middle of the room. You're under a table. You're safe. Under a table. Beam falls. It's yeah, the table. we're, we're all me. gone. But you're you're good. That's right. I've made it. So I'm just saying, if you're if you're gonna pass out this holiday season, please in California, be res- please be responsible and pass out under a table. Um, so yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing uh, mold wine today. Emma's going to break down for us how she makes this. And all about this holiday. I want to know everything. I want to know where it came from, how you got into it, and and how you make it. Uh, I do know that, so we we did our last show, and our friends from the Federalist Wine sent us a bunch of uh, of, of stuff for the show that we drank, a bunch of wine, and we had some left over. We did. We well. So, if you did listen to the Thanksgiving episode, which was the last episode before this one, we tried. Um, yes, yeah, some of the Federalist uh, Chardonnay, which was really good. Really good. Really good. And I say that because just I just don't tend to go towards the Chardonnay. I find them a bit too buttery, which is a, a flavor that a lot of people really actually like. Yeah. But. Um, Though it is, it's um, it's. I found it to be smoother and creamy, and vanillary. And so I thought, what I would do since we had some left over, multiple bottles, not the same bottle, because obviously Dan and I drank that, yes. uh, is try and make a white mulled wine with it. So is this I, a new? Because I don't remember. I've the never white had white mulled wine in my life. So I have it in front of me, and I'm going to take a sip in a second, but. Before we dive in there, so tell us what is mulled wine okay. 
And how do well, you know what? Let me have a sip of it here. They, it's hot as hell, by it's, the way. I, let me let me toast yes. the glass. Burning my but so, I'm, let me let me let me try it here. Let's get in. And by the way, just so you know what it looks like, it's in this really special producer little Producer Rick, producer Bo, you and try it's, some. And producer Rick and producer Bo, yeah. we have two it's producers a family here today. Affair today. You don't want to make sure you don't mess up. And I guess it kind of is the color of... Apple juice. Like apple juice. Yeah, a little bit light. It's, like a, yeah. it's cloudy and because it oh. does actually have some apple juice in it. But also it oh. would be probably cloudy because of the spices that I've put in it. So... Anyone who doesn't know what mulled wine is, it is wine with um, often with some kind of citrus fruit. So in this instance, we have orange and apple in the white wine. Uh, but then you get these eastern spices that you see, like cinnamon and star anise and cloves and cardamom seeds I put in. And also allspice, which are pods. And so you put them all into a, a big pan. And you get your, put a bit of water in there first because you don't want to boil the wine. I think I said this last episode, but really, if you boil the wine, if it st starts to bubble, you people are losing booze. That's booze just just falling out of your wine in front of you. And so Could you, you just, post this on our Facebook page? Could you do your recipe or is that, would that be giving away? Yeah. I don't think it's my recipe. I think it's a universal mulled wine recipe. And I think that you just you just throw in what you've got. So today... Boy, before you even get ahead of that, though, how did you come to mulled wine? Like, was it a thing in your family growing up? Was I it, think Because you're, you're been, not yeah. from here. You're from somewhere else, I'm from, right? Yeah. I'm from a chillier area. Yeah, you're from England. I'm from England, as we all... As, as, as the people know, but I'm actually from the north of England in a hilly part near the Pennines, so it does get really bitterly cold in the winter. And uh, warm booze, honest to God, is the best bloody thing when it's freezing. So this is a popular drink up yeah. there. So wine. much so that I bet if you went into a pub in England right now, because what is it, December 4th, yeah, there would be some form of cauldron at the back of the bar and it would have a ladle in it, and that would be your mulled wine, and you'd probably be able to get a glass for about two pounds. Wow! Uh, so about so it's common. It's not. It's not so common here, especially where we live. We live in Southern California, so you're no, not, not. You're not going to walk into a joint on Abbott Kinney no. and be like, "Hey, where's the mulled wine?" Hot toddies. You guys embrace hot toddies. Hot toddies, and I think uh, Irish coffees. Although that's anything Irish, you guys love. Yeah. But the mulled wine thing has never really caught on. I don't know why, because you guys love pumpkin stuff. Oh, I God. So, honestly, people, well, you all know, most of you listening actually live in America. But for anyone who doesn't, soon as October rolls around, all you can smell is cinnamon and spice in oh, every grocery everywhere. store. It's Maybe just, this is a business opportunity for you. What do you think? Emma's Mulled Wine Shop. I think there's a few people. Be like a seasonal pop-up. I know, don't think you could do it, but you could do a pop-up, the mulled wine place. It's it's going to be a, a one-month affair. I think it would do well. I think in people, December. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, what's a what's a nice like a nice holiday British dish to go with it, like a, um, a pie. <laughs> that's of some something sort? I thought we could talk about actually, because I don't really think spicy, warm, sweet booze really goes with anything savory i think you would definitely need to pair this with some kind of it's delicious pastry i think you're right i think yes this so what i'm tasting right now and um 
So we're using you use the Federalist Chardonnay yes. in this, and then what else? You 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 put obviously you said there's some star. So star anise, which yeah. is a really beautiful herb. It's, uh, it looks like a star or a flower, and they dry it. And so you put one of those in. You don't need more than one because they're strong. It's like all. a licorice type mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. And then cardamom seeds, which normally you only really come across in the curry or some kind of teas. But cardamom seeds, I threw some of those in. And then I got a piece of apple and I stuffed some cloves into the apple so that they didn't all float around in the pan. Otherwise, you, you would have them in your teeth right now. Okay. And then... Um, these pods, which are allspice pods, they're little round, like little balls, and you put those in. Sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. It's got a spicy flavor to it, so yeah. you're you're certainly not going to eat this. You're not going to drink this with any food that has some spice. And I think this would be a great balance to a something sweet. Yes. Yeah. Which speaking of sweet, so I did mention that I put a bit of uh, apple juice in. I actually put honey in too. Not a lot, honestly, like a tablespoonful of honey, really not a lot. By all means, you can add more if you've got a sweet tooth. But I don't like them really sweet. Do you know what I did add? Some brandy. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to name any names. Just uh, like a shot glass worth. A you brandy. could probably, if you wanted to, if it was the end of the night or you wanted to get your friends under the table like we did, Dan, you could actually just like lace the top of each glass with a tiny bit of brandy before you serve it. Yeah. Well, I got to say, uh, you know, I've had this is a couple of years now. I've had this. This is delicious. I have not tried the red. I have the red. Go, go, the let's red try, everybody try me, the red. Juice but red, I, I, juice I'm, red. I'm kind of curious to see whether or not the white may have surpassed the red. Let's Ooh. see. Let me, let me try. And you made this with the Federalist Zinfandel or the Cabernet? What did you make this with? Made it with the Zinfandel. The Zinfandel. Okay. So let's. Mmm. Uh, it's sweeter, isn't it? I think. Okay, so th- immediately when I this tastes like pie, <laughs> right? It tastes like pie. Oh. Like as soon as I took it, it's like I'm drinking pie, <laughs> like really good pie. What, like cherry pie? Yeah, apple pie? it's like cherry pie. It kind of t- it's 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 yeah. This is great. This is what I. This is the thing that I that I'm excited about when I come over every year is this, <laughs> don't get me wrong, the white, the Chardonnay was really good, but this, the red one with the Zinfandel yeah. is that's, this is dessert in a glass. Right I'm here. actually really impressed but with But not that. sweet, not, not sweet. It's got that, you got that it's sort kind of, of fresh, the pie crust. It? It's actually interesting that you get the pie crust flavor. <laughs> it's not just right, right? Oh, it's not just the fruit. I'm getting all the flavors. even on the nose. I'm getting that it's it's that uh, sort of uh, what do you call it? Uh, Buttery? Uh, no, graham cracker. Like there's a little bit of that graham cracker. You've never been as nice to me as you. No, right this now. is I don't know what, how you're getting. I don't. Gra- I don't know if it's coming know. from the wine or is it? A- well, so the Zinfandel is definitely a, a red I've never used to, uh, for the mold wine. I tend to when I make a mold wine, I tend to not go top shelf obviously i think i've said this before don't please don't use your best wine because you are adding spices and sugar and heating it so don't do that but uh, as the Federalist is a price point that we can definitely say is affordable yeah. and so so you're not putting a you're not putting a uh, a two hundred dollar nope. uh, cap and but I am definitely noticing the difference because I've had your mulled wine before, mm-hmm. and I think we, if you step it up a notch and you go with something like this, because 
that I think it's that flavor from the what from the yeah. Zinfandel that's really sort of meshing with whatever else you put in there yeah. to give it this really rich it's a very rich but not not cloyingly sweet or anything but just this rich sort of powerful flavor to it so what i did with this it was slightly different to the white wine uh, mold wine i added a lot of orange zest so big chunks of orange zest okay. freshly squeezed orange and actually just squeezed the orange and then threw the, the orange in so it kind of looked a bit ugly in the pan and then big sticks of cinnamon cinnamon that's the that's and what that, i'm getting and it is the key get whole sticks of cinnamon don't use cinnamon powder it will just feel all gritty um and just let the cinnamon sticks and the orange and the zest sit in a, a bit of warm water before you add the bottle of wine because you again i keep saying you don't want the bottle of wine really to but be But once boiling. you put the bottle of wine in how long do you leave it in there until i mean it's on a low heat you want it to gradually get warm but you not not boil not boil you can as soon as you see a big bubble appearing you're like you know it's boiling so just take it off because i've had i've had mold wine overcook and it just doesn't taste like anything it just tastes like it looks the same but you do lose the flavor in the boo so i did a little bit of research and it turns out that mold wine i guess it started in scandinavia that's right. not what i read although actually i read that it was the second century and the romans actually invented it oh all right well we were on different websites but, yeah. i am of course on scandinavia today oh.com it's, it's my right. favorite site and uh no, according to according to our friends at Wikipedia, they call it glogi glogi glogi. That is what they call it in Germany. Oh, it's not in front of me. Glogi, glogi, glogi. Is that is that the automated voice? Glogi. Yeah. Who is that man that gets paid to say that? It's a guy that we have here. Producer Rick. Producer Rick. How do you say it again? One more time, please tell us. Glogi. Thank you. He's so good. This one says ginger. Do you ever put ginger in yours? Oh my goodness, that's the first thing I put in. I'm so glad you reminded me. I actually chopped up big pieces of ginger and put ginger in the white mold wine, not the red mold wine. So it says the same spices used are some of the ones that are used in ginger snaps. So I'm wondering if that's the flavor that I'm picking up that reminds me of of uh, uh, pie crust. Mm. Right, the ginger snaps might yeah. be the ginger might be doing. Do you ever put raisins in it or no. almonds? No, almonds? you probably can. Honestly, if it's in the aisle where with the baking goods around Christmas time, it will probably go really well in in wine <laughs> in hot wine. Um, another trick: if you don't have the time or the money to go and buy all these spices that you're only going to use once until next year. You can pick up some pretty decent tea bags around Christmas time. Uh, lots of the grocery stores bring out festive um, spiced tea. And if you look, a lot of them have all the spices you need. So it's in a them. cheat. It's a, it's a way it is to do a it. It's a cheat. And it's actually, it is a cheat. And yet, actually, in England, you can buy mulled wine tea bags. Okay. And so it is simply so that you can just put the tea bags What's the, the ratio to so you're need if you're doing it that way or you're using water obviously? Mm -hmm. Do bit, what's the ratio water. of water to wine? So you got a oh, 750 milliliter bottle of wine, a fraction of wine. I mean, at water, you just really want a tiny bit of water at the bottom of the pan so that you can just get the tea bags to like really just uh, stew. 
And then once that water's like taken on all the spice flavor, you're gonna add your wine and some sugar or honey or whatever sweeteners you like. Some people like that stevia stuff. I don't. No. But you you can. I know people who do. Um, uh, do it, you do you find your? What do you think of the white wine that you've made? Is I really like the white wine because it's not as jammy and sweet as the red, and also I tend to get um, sponge teeth. You know, when my teeth go grey when I drink the red wine. Sponge teeth. Yeah, my teeth are like sponges, and they suck up all the wine. And then I'll just look at you, and you'll be like, Ugh, "She looks like you a mean witch. they get red? They get like black." Uh, so here's what you do then. We, okay. we open the pop-up, Emma's Mold Wine uh, pop-up, slash teeth whitening station right <laughs> next door. Fuck it, we pile on. Synergy. There you come these... in, you eat some mold wine and shepherd's pie. Is a shepherd's pie? Oh, God, that would be. they would not go together. Hey, one more thing. I just saw this report that that song, uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside, Right? Mm -hmm. You know the song, baby? It's Where he's enough. trying to get her to stay and so she's trying to leave. So a couple of radio stations, I know one in Cleveland, for instance, banned the song for being uh, rapey, I guess. You know, like, baby, it's, it's... It's funny you say that because I've been enjoying the channel that you have here that plays Relentless Christmas songs from December 1st till January 1st. And that song came on the other day and I thought to myself, man, he's pretty pushy, isn't he? Yeah, but it's, is it? He's uh, like, have another is. drink. Have no. another drink, and then it's cold. And and of course, the the you could say, well, if it's so cold, then fucking drive her home, man. Like you know, like. But he can't. He's drunk. Because if he did, remember they've been out drinking, and then they go back for an extra <sighs> drink, right? And she says, my brother will be worried, and I. Thought, no, her Ooh. mother will be worried. She it, says, my mother will be pacing the father will odd. be pacing the floor. That everyone's worried in the family. Yeah, and then doesn't she make it? comment like what what's in this drink uh, right she does say something like what's say what's, what's in this what's drink? in this drink and <laughs> and and but so i guess the point is it's people are banning it now and oh. i just wonder if it's you know is that too much oh yeah i really can't stay i gotta go away this evening and then so there's dual lyrics and he very nice and he says i'll hold your hands and she says my mother's gonna worry he says, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. He calls her a whore. Oh, no, no. that doesn't, ah. No, he doesn't say that. No, he goes, listen to the fireplace roar. And then she says, I better scary. Beautiful, please don't hurry. It's creepy, but I don't know if it goes to, well, maybe just to half drink more. I'll put some records on while I pour. No, there's no, there's, oh, wait. Now, mind if I move in closer? All right, that's a little weird. And then... Carry uh, on, carry on. Oh, wait, on. at least I'm going to say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Uh-oh. Baby is good. And then, no, uh, you're very pushy, you know. I'd like to think of it as opportunity. Simply must go. Gosh, your lips look delicious. Is this the real lyrics? Yeah, you're right. Keep These going. are the real lyrics? Yeah. Okay, well, all right. Now it's kind of weird. Uh... Gosh, your lips look delicious. Oh, my maiden's aunt mind is vicious. Well, maybe just a cigarette more. See, I I can understand why people are questioning this. I can't because I did it myself the other day. But again, we have to keep remembering that this was, that what, that song was made 50 years, 60 years ago. Yeah, it's old. And up until 
I don't know, less than 10 years ago, it was perfectly fine for a guy to try and get a girl to have another drink so that she'd stay out longer. Or, you know, it it was almost a bit like, well... 10 years ago, Rick... How are these people... Producer Rick's still doing that. How yeah, are they ever going to get together if one of move. them doesn't try? He's just trying, can't blame him for trying. I mean, it's a new... We're living in a new time, and um, but that's a great song. Oh, I'm looking right here. It says, Baby, It's Cold Outside is a popular song written by uh, Steve McRapey. In ni- oh, Stop it. I swear to God, Steve McRae. No. Yes. No, that, Dan, no. That's, what's his last name? Frank Loser. L- Loser. In 1944. Okay. So this song so is World War 70, II was still in full seven, Almost 75 years old, right? Right. Okay. And it's. I love the Wikipedia. So stuff, if you've just fought in the Second World War, that guy sounds like... These two people sound like they're having the time of their lives. Listen to this description in Wikipedia. It's a duet in which a host, usually performed by a male voice, tries to convince a guest, usually performed by a female voice, that she should stay the evening because the weather is cold and the trip home would be difficult. See, ah, that's funny. Well, there's no mention it yet, so that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. Or let's, how about you stay and uh, you know we uh, stay warm, do some banging. Yeah. Uh, but it, by the way, Wikipedia has not picked up on the controversy because usually they would do that. Like it'd be there, it'd be like controversy. No. Um, I I do like that song. I don't want to. It's an elf, isn't it? That song. What's your favorite uh, British? Is there British specific Christmas British song. Christmas songs? Oh yeah! Oh gosh! Oh, only the bad ones are coming. British tonight. Christmas. Ten of the best British Christmas songs, according to probably something by a chap called Cliff Richard, who you've never heard. I've of. heard of Cliff Richard. You've not. Anglotopia. There's a song called the a band called the Darkness. Christmas time. Oh, yes. Don't let the bells. This is their one hit wonder, and it was giant in England. Wonderful I'm sorry if they had more hits after that, but I don't think anything was as big as this Christmas song. Fairy Tale of New York. Do they know it's Christmas Band Aid? Although there's some, you know, there was some Americans on that record, mm-hmm. believe it or not. You know who's on that record? It's kind of crazy. So Bob Geldof did Do They Know It's Christmas, right? He brings all these bands in, mostly from the UK. Yes. Uh, and you know who was on it, though? Uh, cool and the Gang. Oh. How funny is that? Like, Cool and the Gang is like the American group that they brought over. Last Christmas by Wham. Yeah, that was big. Walking in the Air. <gasps> yeah. Howard Blake and Peter Audie. Do you remember that? So that was the song that was in the cartoon movie The Snowman. The snowman. You must have seen the snowman. You're all looking confused. <gasps> You've missed out. This? Yeah. Is there any music, uh, lyrics to it? This is the start. And then this kid Ooh. sings and he became very famous. I can't remember his name. We're walking in the earth. That's you, Emma. <laughs> the boy. We're walking in the and then, oh, it's so good. You've all got to watch it. It's only about five, ten minutes long. The Snowman, long. okay. And then I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Yes. By Wizard. You can play that if you like. And then 
Oh, look who it is. Wait, who's this? Is it Chris? Is it Mistletoe and Why? Cliff Richard, of course. Cliff Richard. Go on. And I think that's number... Oh, no. Number one is... Oh, this... Oh, God. Now, this is making me mad. And maybe we'll wrap up with this little discussion. <laughs> Christmas is all around. Oh, God. Bill Nye from... From, no, from, from uh, uh, yeah, love actually. Which I'm going on the record. I'm going on the producer record Bo right is now. Doing the thumbs no, down. No, producer Bo is with me on this. I made him watch it. I hate that it. movie. Do you he like hated it? it? I know there's many reasons to hate it. I know lots of people who hate it, and I know loads of women that love it. Okay, it's first so off. Stupid. First off, the whole thing with Kira Knightley. Yes. All right. That's the biggest problem everyone what has. What a fucking dick. <laughs> like, and they, they sell know. it as cute. I like you, that you're passionate about the movie. And I would like to say that what is interesting about the movie is that they, Curtis, uh, Richard Curtis, the director, tried to create different loving love scenarios that somebody so that when you watch it you can understand what you, like one of them is relatable yeah and in that particular sequence what they actually do if you watch it again is they actually try and insinuate that uh the guy from the walking dead andrew lincoln actually is in love with his best friend who is marrying kira knightley and and it's kind of sad because you get yeah. the feeling he has feelings like he's sad that his this guy he loves, his best friend, is getting married to this girl. And so then I... it's supposed to be a funny kind of whoa moment when you realize that he actually doesn't hate the girl that he's mar his best friend's marrying. He actually is quietly, secretly in love with her. My problem with it is that he does turn up with a, on the bloody doorstep when his friend is in the house in with the all house. these blooming messages on pieces of cardboard he could have just got caught like what was he thinking i did have a problem with that scene it, basically if anyone out there hasn't seen it oh, i mean everyone's seen it surely go and watch it because there's lots to talk about you well and then that the and pub. then the, i also have a problem with the whole Hugh grant storyline he's oh, the prime minister and oh he's he loves the chubby girl like right, that's what they think. They and they play that joke up and the whole thing. Like, oh, look at her, she's fat, and like, and she's not fat, first of all, but she's she's not, uh, you know, some skinny little waif. She's not Kira Knightley, and they, that's the joke in the in the whole thing is that she's like this disgustingly fat, d d b d like beanbag of a human being, which she's not. But this is how they play it in the movie. And yeah, I'm like, you are right. It's completely that. wrong. And then. Um, <laughs> And then, Do you suppose nodding furiously? Well, then the other thing, getting back to the, getting back, I forgot about this, with the Kira Knightley thing, I get back that. There's also the scene where the friend fucking busts out the band in the wedding. So, hey, let me hijack your wedding with the band. Remember the whole, he, he yeah. brings the band into play. It's supposed to be a nice and gesture. And then there's the thing with the guy, what's his name, Martin Freeman, and the, the porn thing, which just goes on. Again, you don't so know. The people watching have had different life experiences to you, Dan, and they're looking <sighs> for their own life experience somewhere woven into this movie. I just feel like all, it's all bad. Don't... And then the whole con there's like like a Colin Firth part of it too, right? Where <laughs> she doesn't uh, speak English, she doesn't speak any English, but yet she of course she falls for Colin Firth, who she can't understand, and he it's fucking. It, it's about love, people. You know, this movie spawned a ton of like movies that did something similar, where it was lots of celebrities with individual plot lines, yeah. and then some way by the end of the movie, ninety minutes later. 
everything would have been sewn up and you'll realize that everyone's kind of interlinked or related in some fashion. Valentine's Day was one. Oh. I mean, there was tons of people in that. I hated that and too. you cop you Americans copied Richard Curtis, so you do oh, like it. I, you know what? I hate that movie in in inverse proportion to how much I love your mulled wine. So <laughs> there we go. I'm going to give you the mulled wine. I will not give you love. By actually. the way, I've drank all mine. You can tell because I'm just wittering. It's it's really good. So you're you're saying you're not going to post this uh, recipe. I certainly will. For the masses. They don't get it. I will post a recipe. Please don't take this as my own personal recipe. And also, feel free to just uh, in, just be adventurous. And if you don't have the spices that I suggested, try some citrus fruits and uh, honey and ginger. Or goodness, you could even try a bit of lemongrass or something. And use a good wine. Our recommendation, which we used. Federalist, our yeah. friends at the Federalist for giving us this uh, Zinfandel and the Chardonnay. Uh, Emma, this is it. Last show of uh, 2018. Yeah. It's been a good year. We're checking out for 2018. We've got, we've got enough. And I want to say happy holidays to everybody. I also want to say... Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown! Yay! Yeah, Charlie Brown! Happy holidays, everybody. Go to play the piano. Drink, the piano. drink your mulled wine responsibly. Get under that table. Get under the table and have some mince pie. It's a good show. <laughs>